welcome to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. I am David Lindsay, co-founder, lead educator, and speaker at Phenom Leap Education. At Phenom Leap Education, we believe people have so much more inside of them than they realize. And through our services, we help them become the best versions of themselves possible. Beyond the individual, we also believe that company culture is such a large part in creating a business that not only survives, but will thrive through the tough times as we have all been through the last few years. So over the next 20 to 30 minutes, we'll be shining a spotlight on businesses that have achieved this and how you may be able to incorporate some of their ideas and philosophies into your business. Stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can become a guest on a future podcast. Now is the time to sit back, take down some notes and enjoy this episode of the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. In today's episode, we have founder and lead coach of working teams, Paul Lloyd. I've been lucky enough to hear Paul speak about creating high-performance teams and on creating a fantastic company culture, and also how we now live in a VUCA world. Welcome, Paul. Why don't you introduce yourself, your business, and also explain to our listeners, what is a VUCA world? Thanks, David. Yes, um, so I'm the lead coach and founder of uh, Working Teams. We've been operating throughout Australia, New Zealand, and parts of Asia for 16 years. And we particularly work with organizations in all sorts of sectors, from government to corporate, larger corporates, to the NGOs, not-for-profits. And our sort of uh, speciality, if you like, is helping organizations make high-performing teams a reality. So we really work with the leaders to help them you know, maximize the potential of their teams in delivering on their organization's strategic goals and priorities. Yeah. And also, when, because in your talk, you spoke, spoke about a VUCA world. And it, it does sound like it's a swear word. But yeah. would you be able to explain that to the listeners? What yeah. is a VUCA world? And how can we navigate through this? Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the VUCA world, um, volatile. Uh, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, uh, V-U-C-A, is is originally a military term, actually. It was coined um, by um, one of the senior generals in the the Afghanistan war and uh, to describe the the military theatre, if you like, of what the the troops were dealing with on the ground. It was so volatile, uncertain, and complex. And then uh, about 15 years ago, Saatchi and Saatchi, the, the global advertising agency, took that term and started applying it more into the business world. And mm. so it's really sort of caught on, I think, in the business world to describe uh, what's going on for leaders and organizations today, particularly over the last couple of years, really. Yeah, I was about to say, especially with what the whole world has been through the last two and a half, three yeah. years, we're more VUCA than yeah. ever before. Yeah. yeah. So how have you helped teams navigate through this time? Because it's been tough for everybody. But going in as an external person into companies, how have you helped steer them through this this VUCA time, this turbulent time? Yeah. Yeah, again, um, there's a whole sort of uh, uh, thought leadership has been developed um, in the the business schools around how to sort of deal with with this VUCA world. And the the, the sort of expert advice and, and the research suggests the best way to approach a VUCA world is to slow down to go faster. And what I mean by that is 
Um, you can't possibly do everything you have to do in a VUCA world. You know, there's so so much to do. It's so yeah. overwhelming and we lose focus and we lose priority and we actually dilute down our effort. And ultimately, we run out of energy, we run out of steam in terms of, you know, the overload, if you like. So what you've got to get really good at in the VUCA world, because you can't control it, but you can navigate it. Yeah. The way to navigate it is by re- being really clear on your priorities, what's most important right now, personally and in de- and as a team, and then making sure that the team is coming together and collaborating and learning as, as we go along, you know, in terms of how we're executing and implementing on those key goals. But it's about priorities. And if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority, right? So the yeah. VUCA world is all, the best antidote to the VUCA world is getting really clear on your priorities. Yeah. And one thing that you said there that you can't control it, but you can navigate it. And my mind instantly went to the ocean. You can't control where the waves, where the storms yes. are coming from. Yes. So you can yes. navigate around it. Exactly. You use the natural rhythms of, of the ocean, right? To get yeah. to what you get to. You know, we, use uh, it to your advantage. Well, you know, what we, we know sort of um, an aeroplane uh, flying from one destination to another spends 80% of its time off course, right? Because yeah. of turbulence. Yeah. So it's a, that's another good metaphor, if you like, to describe the book of world. You've got to keep navigating the, the turbulence to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. And that also brings me to a point that we spoke about a few weeks ago, because everyone, I've, I've known Paul for the last few weeks. And like I said, I heard him speak. And using the plane metaphor as well is fantastic because I use the, the ocean, but with the ocean, you can only see so far. And Paul, you are explaining to me with, with your one with the plane, the higher you get, the further you can see as well. So yes. that as you do go offline, you still have that, your North Star, to, so to speak. Yeah, very much. We, we use the, the metaphor of your true North, your team true North, um, you know, and that, that's that sort of unequivocal, uh, consistent, stable picture of success, if you like, where you're heading in yeah. the distance. And whilst you, you need to adapt and change and be flexible um, to around your actions to achieve that, the, the destination doesn't change. The destination yeah. you want to get to, your picture of success is the same. And that's, yeah. the, that's the same um, for flying a plane as it is for uh, being a high-performing team. Yeah. And especially with the last, we'll say three years because it's getting close yeah. enough to three years, mm-hmm. you, you know that would have seen both the good and bad company cultures. And I like to learn from both sides of things. Are there patterns that you see emerging and we'll, it's a two-part question that you see with good um, company culture, but also before we go to the good company culture, are there patterns that you see with bad company culture where we can learn straight away, okay, if we're going down this path, how to veer? Yes, I think um, the, the companies that have been less successful in navigating the last three years, for me, have been those companies that really haven't embraced what it's like to work in what I call a hybrid world, mm. you know, where we've got to be, um, you know, working face to face, working sort of um, virtually, uh, like we're doing now, or, or a mixture of both, you know. And the the reality is, it does take a different approach in leadership, teamwork, mm. to be able to do this well, and just sort of doing the same thing and expecting a different result just doesn't yeah. cut it for me, you know. And so I, the companies that I've seen that uh, have been um, more successful have been really clear around setting their hybrid working protocols, 
yeah. you know, in talking about expectations around when you come online, cameras, um, you know, dress uh, availability during the day, you know, those sorts of things, um, contribution in meetings online, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I've maintained just as much of the connection around one-to-ones and, and team meetings online as they did when they were face-to-face. Mm. Teams that have struggled, um, and we do know the hybrid world does drive disconnection and yeah. more transactional behaviours. And those are the two areas that where I, I see I've seen team productivity and performance drop away because they've been become disconnected and become more transactional with each other. Yeah. And because they haven't really had the protocols or the expectations around how we're going to change the, the way we work to yeah. best navigate this fucker world. Yeah. So just in my mind then, it was going to more really about setting the expectations, but also not just setting them, but communicating them clearly. Like you said, time, yeah. dress, making sure that we have the camera on, making sure that we're available. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been a, one of the other um, sort of uh, corollaries of hybrid working is the growth in, in back-to-back meetings. We're doing more back-to-back meetings. Yeah. Now, back-to-back meetings are exhausting. You know, mm. you don't get a break. And what you lose particularly um, online that you that you used to get a lot of in, in the office is the small talk, you know? Yeah, you, the, yeah the start of the meeting, banter. Have, have a chat, yeah, a bit of banter. And that's how humans connect, is mm. through small talk. It's so critical part of, of the human instinct, right? And that before and after meetings. Now, if you don't build time at the start of your meetings or at the end of your meetings for a bit of small talk, um, and you're just going back-to-back meetings continually, there's one of the main reasons why, why I see that that transactional disconnection is taking place. Yeah, that's something that I, I didn't even think about is, yeah, you have the talk before the meetings where it isn't necessarily about what the meeting is going on. Oh, and no. then, yeah, it's just that, that friendly banter that you have. And yeah, that, now that I'm thinking about it, is a strong part of building a team. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah, we miss out on that. It's critical. Do you, do you know, um, Jane Goodall, the anthropologist, tells a great story. I went to see her speak a few years ago, and she spent spent 45 years studying the apes, you know, in the Amazon um, rainforest. And I asked her a question around what can we learn from the studies of apes, you know, where they've got 99.5% uh, same DNA to human. Mm. What can we learn from her studies of apes? How do they build trust that as humans uh, we can learn? And of course, apes build trust through grooming. You know, they sit yeah. next to each other and they pull the, the bugs and the hairs out of yeah. each other. <laughs> of course, the human equivalent of that is small talk. Yeah. That's small talk. And if you're not doing, if you're not getting the small talk in, then we, we're not connecting and we're not, we're not building that sort of trust with each other. And it's, a, it's such an important part of, of uh, human instincts, you know? Yeah. And is there a way that you've still managed to allow teams to have that small talk with this sort of like back to back to back Zoom meetings, yes, like because that that's something that I I hadn't really thought about it until just now, but that's going to be a difficult part. How have you sort of got the teams to be able to have that small talk, that banter yes. when it is that hybrid situation? Yes, what. Well- well, a few things, really. I mean, one of my proudest achievements over the last three years is that uh, we, we delivered um, a three-day leadership off-site online yeah. for, for 45 leaders. And this company was going through quite a major transformation. And they tried several times to meet in person, couldn't make it happen, but they needed to do it. You know, they needed to move yeah. on. 
And I, it's, I think it's fair to say everybody was dreading spending three days online. With me. <laughs> I could imagine yeah. who who would want to spend three days online with me. But well, <laughs> I, I was I was feeling sorry for them as well, to be honest. But what was really interesting from that sort of initial sort of concern and worry, at the end of the three days, um, the COO called the whole three days evangelical, yeah. and he described it as he, he couldn't believe what you can achieve with three days online sort of uh, conversations. Mm. And for me, what, what I try to do is to create the environments, keep the energy high, yep. um, uh, really good use of things like breakout rooms. They're, yeah. they're a fantastic tool. Things like surveys, polls, um, and, and you know, br- breaking off into small groups, never spending more than 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes talking about a topic as a whole group, and then yeah. breaking off into discussions. So it's about continual um, instinct and uh, in- interactive sort of conversations is yeah. the best way of keeping that energy high uh, online. And just being there as a passive participant is a surefire way to sort of lower your energy and, and in, in fact, lose in- you, you know, you lose interest in, in the whole sort of uh, meeting. Yeah, because I, I could only imagine being a, a CEO or COO or one, one of the C-suite executives being there, sitting there for three hours, uh, three days, sorry. And just sort of drifting off going, I could do this, could do that. But having the the short sessions and then going off and discussing it and meeting with different people in those different breakout rooms would only just increase the interaction. And when you increase the interaction, that also increases the retention as well. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, what one of the reflections of the day was that these teams, you know, said this has been one of the, best things we've ever done and we need to keep it going. So what it, what it opened the doors for uh, was to better cross silo conversations right across the company going forward as well, you know, Yeah. So, and, and they're still doing it. So um, it, it's a, uh, it was a really great experience from that perspective, but we, we get so um, sort of uh, narrow sometimes in our thinking around, you know, I, um, you know, this is how we do things and this is how we work that we're perhaps not prepared to, try some new things and experience yeah. how different ways of we need to adapt in this in this book of world yeah and that that's one thing that i've been speaking about as well is with my five steps towards improved vitality the third one is tap now more than ever is a perfect time to try things yes and if yes. they work brilliant if they don't you tap you yes. learn grow and evolve yes and that what you said just before i think is a great learning for everyone that you can have super productive online meetings. Yes. But it's not four hours sitting in front of the computer. It's 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then boom, boom, get that conversation going. Then you come back. Yeah. 10 minutes, boom, yeah. boom, meet yeah. different people, have different discussions. Yes. And it really opens lines of communications as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think as, as leaders, we've got to accept that that's, um, you know, if I use the metaphor of uh, of professional sport, you know, as a footballer, right, you're paid to perform on the pitch on a Saturday afternoon or, mm. or, or a Sunday afternoon. For a leader, you're paid to perform, I think, in meetings. Meetings are your equivalent of playing it on the pitch. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to be really good at exciting, energising and enthusing your team in meetings. And yeah. if you get feedback that your meetings aren't like that, then as a leader, what can you do to address that? Yeah. And I I love as well 
having the talk that we've had before and during this as well, I can feel your energy. What's a couple of little things that you do to increase your energy before, whether it's a meeting or a Zoom or when, you just, when you're walking on stage? Are there certain steps that you take to get yourself into the right mind space? Yeah, music is a big thing for me. I, yeah. I listen to a, a lot of uh, um, music, particularly uh, prior to... Um, to meetings and speaking because that creates um, emotion for me. And, mm. and what, what I know is when, I, when I'm feeling emotionally connected to what I'm about to talk about, um, I'm better. And, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more passionate and more enthusiastic. So, and, you know, the energy we, we sort of um, push out there, yes. you know, is, is, is what we get back. Right. So yeah, 100%. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, authentically, um, but with enthusiasm, um, re really sort of getting getting emotionally connected to the to the the topic. But yeah. my um, my excitement around my topic is human potential. There's so yeah. much human potential, and we're, we're you know all of us are just tapping into a fraction of our human potential. Yeah. And if I can help um, leaders and teams, you know, move on that uh, you know that one percent. You know, mm. that we can do better 1% every day is yeah. a massive change over a long period of time. That's that's my passion and enthusiasm. And I, I see I see lots of 1%ers out there every day Yeah, uh, with, with the leaders I talk to. Yeah, And, and it's that that gets you excited as well. Because I like I said, seeing you speak about giving the tools to move forward. And a lot of people think that that 1%, oh, it's only a small amount. But then, like, because I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I said, okay, in 100 days, if you improve 1% every day, how far are you going to be? And they go, going to be 100%. And go, no, 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 because it's 1%, and then it's 1% of 101%. So it's that exponential growth. It's but a lot of people, yeah, they don't stick at it long enough to really see that growth happen. Yeah, it, it is that perseverance, isn't it? And consistency. Mm. And you know that you know what's been called the growth mindset. You know, you, yeah. You, you know, seeing obstacles as uh, challenges to work around, as opposed to blocks in my way. You know, yeah. It's just something to work around. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And it's like you said, the growth mindset as opposed to the fixed mindset, where it's just I was born this way and I'm yeah. going to do it that way, as opposed to opening up the whole field and going. Okay, and using your, your football terminology, because that's my background as well, is the halfback, they might dummy and then go the complete opposite way. They might kick over top. They might throw a cutout pass. But there's always so many different options depending on the different obstacle in front of you. Yes, yes. And, and sometimes you've got to make that decision in the moment, right? Yes. And, um, you know, that sort of that leads me on to another part, big part of what I see as the opportunity for leaders today is just to be more present, more yeah. in the moment, because the VUCA world will um, take you down a narrative, an internal narrative around threat and fear and um, uh, sort of uh, negativity. Yeah. And what what uh, what we as leaders have to do above all is stay present, stay in the moment, and mm. deal with what's in front of us. And you know, the, if you think of it from a you know the, the top footballers in the world, um, what they're really good at is, um, and they always look as if they've got more time than anybody else. Yeah, on, they right? do because yeah. they slow things down. 
they get in the moment and while everybody's dashing around, they're sort of looking really calmly around what are the options. And there's nothing our teams want more from their leader at the moment than calmness. Yes. Focus and clarity and support and encouragement, you know, all the traits of a coach, really. Um, And uh, when we we become more like a coach as a leader, uh, we'll get more out of our teams. Yeah. And I love that you've sort of gone down that way because that that's what, what I'm passionate about is getting away from the dictatorship and being more like that coach. And like we spoke, spoke before, before we got on how it's, you're not CEO of your company, but you're head coach of your company. So would you be able to explain the difference from, from those two viewpoints? Yeah, very much. I mean, you know, as I said, I've been in business 16 years and I spent 25 years in the corporate world before then um, in various sort of leadership positions. And um, when I set up in business, you know, I I called myself a director, CEO, and I was growing, I was scaling and I had a a number of uh, other coaches and facilitators. And I found myself moving more and more away from direct delivery, if you like, of coaching and, and, and facilitating workshops. And about five years ago, I decided that wasn't me. I actually yeah. want to be in workshops continually and and hands on. Yeah, and um, I, I've created a team around me. I've got uh, resources and support, co-facil- a co-facilitator, uh, and um, sort of um, a social media coordinator and a and a project coordinator. So I've got a good back end resources, mm. and that enables me to spe- maximize my time having conversations with clients, supporting yeah. them and delivery, you know, because I, I decided I didn't want to be a business that brought in other coaches. I wanted yeah. to be myself with my, with um, support around me. And that's, that's my sort of, uh, that's the working teams model really of mm. when, when, when you speak to working teams, you speak to me first and I yeah. deliver everything that we, that we sort of, um, uh, you know, commit to. And I, I love that being able to have the introspection to look back at yourself and go, where's my passion lie? And that's what I've found with a lot of companies where you get the people that are passionate in doing it. You see the end results. You see people that are just turning up to clock in, clock out. The results aren't nearly the same as surrounding yourself with people that are all playing the right position. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. And that, that's that's so, so important. I mean, one of my proudest um, claims is that 80% of our clients have worked with us for more than 10 years. That's and, insane. Uh, um, and that for me is because um, we've embedded ourselves with, with our clients and there's some lar- really large companies and, and sort of smaller companies, but we, we're, we've, we've actually like, if you like created that partnership where yeah. we've, we're the go-to as soon as they, you know, our clients think of leadership or teamwork, they give us a call. I yeah. told yesterday, um, from a leader I haven't spoken to for nearly two years. Oh, uh, we, we need to do something now. Can you come in? And this is what we want to do. And it's yeah. like, it's wonderful, really, that uh, you, you've got that relationship where you're so trusted and for sure. and and uh, can enable to sort of meet your client's expectations uh, consistently, you know? Mm. And that, that for me, and no doubt many of our listeners as well, is the goal is to be that go-to company, to be... We have that issue. Okay, so we're gonna call, we're gonna call working teams straight away. We're gonna call Paul straight away to come along. We he's fixed it in the past. 
And it's not just hitting that expectation, but it's always going above and beyond. Yes, yes. And, you know, we've got quite a, a variety of um, delivery models now in terms of how we can interact. We can, we can do the one-off workshops. We can, we've got the hybrid program, which is a mixture of online workshops as well as face-to-face. Or we've got the, the full-on two-day in-person off-site. Yeah. So, so we've got a different, um, different tools, different approaches for different clients, depending on what they're looking for, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's all underpinned by this principle of keeping things really simple and practical mm. and fast. Because yeah. what we do know is in, in a VUCA world, we haven't got a lot of time to sort of, um, you know, put the table together, then put the tablecloth on it, then put yeah. the knives and forks up. Then find <laughs> we haven't got time to set the table, right? We've just got to grab some food and get it done. Yeah. And so how do you do that? Well, you've got to have really simple, practical tools that can build your skill level quickly and easily and really yeah. go to the nub of what we're trying to address, you know? Yeah. And that, that leads me into normally I'd, I ask you first about what you give advice to a 15 year old you, but what you've gone through, who would be your ideal client? And also how can they get in contact with you? Yeah. So we we work with clients really that are looking, you know, our view is that organizations are made up of teams. Mm. You get team culture, right? You get the organizational culture, right? Yeah. So let's, let's work at the team level. And where as a leader, you're seeing disconnection, you're seeing low trust, low performance, low productivity, um, then we, you know, we can really help A, to sort of set the foundation for that team to sort of reset and, and go again. Um, yeah. Likewise, if you've got a team that's you know, going really well, but you know there's more, we can also help teams sort of go to that, to that next level next level yeah as well so it we're not we're not a sort of company that works with teams that are totally disengaged that don't want to be a team don't see the point yeah. of a team we're not that sort of organization um we're much more on working with teams that are going pretty well or have, have gone pretty well but for whatever reason are starting to spin their wheels and yeah. just reset and go again yeah. but also teams that are looking to continue their growth journey beautiful and how can they get in contact with you is it yeah. best through LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, email, website, whereabouts can they find you? Yeah, all of the above. Um, <laughs> work, working, working Teams website, www.workingteams.com.au. Um, there's an option there to, to book a, a complimentary 30-minute coaching session where I'd love to sort of meet, meet you and talk a bit about your business. And we've got a short survey that we run just to give you a bit of a sense of how you, how you see your team from a high-performance perspective and where, where maybe some opportunities to sort of focus, you know, um, to, to sort of improve, improve uh, uh, performance. Oh, but, but we're on YouTube, um, Insta, Facebook, uh, and link, LinkedIn, and we, we publish regularly on LinkedIn, and we've got a, um, uh, a monthly newsletter, No Squirm, No Learn. And so please, um, you know, either subscribe to, to those newsletters and you'll get continually uh, updated sort of uh, insights and tools and resources that we found are really working to help teams better navigate this VUCA world. Yeah. And I, I can recommend Paul with his talk, with his coaching, because as I said, I've seen it firsthand and I can highly recommend it. So I'll go check out his website, subscribe to his email, email list to get that newsletter because there's so much value in that. And Paul, a question that I love to ask people as well is with the knowledge that you've got now, 
if you could go back and see a 15-year-old you, and I also have to say, not your child, because your child will go, that's just dad, that's just mum, that they don't know anything. But if you could go back and see a 15-year-old Paul, what's some little two or three pieces of advice that you'd give to a 15-year-old Paul? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 get to know yourself. And what I mean by that is know your strengths. Yeah. Be really clear on your strengths. We've all we're all unique. We've all got these unique abilities. Get to know your strengths as quickly as you can in uh, as a 15-year-old and follow your passion around those strengths. Yeah. And and really, in, you know, enable yourself to bring those strengths alive in whatever you choose to do, because when you when you're doing what you love, you're generally playing to your strengths. And mm. work is not work anymore. Work is you know, it's just this is just what I do. Yeah. And um, I think it's it's uh, you know, it's quite uh, sad, really. I think it, the Gallup research talks about seventy two percent of uh, employees feel they don't play to their strengths every day. Mm. And that's 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 really sad, I think, because if Very. you're not playing to your strengths, then you really are missing the, the opportunity of what you can contribute to 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 your community. But more importantly, mm. it's what gets the best out of you and what makes you feel fulfilled and valued. Yeah. So get to know your strengths is my advice. Beautiful. And also getting to know your strengths, working that towards that goal. Also, as you mentioned before, that gives you the energy to get yes. up day after day after day after Absolutely. day and put on a good show. Absolutely. But Paul, as we wrap up, I want to thank you very much for being a fantastic guest. And everyone, go check out Paul and go to those websites, go to LinkedIn, go to YouTube, connect with him and your life will never be the same again. But Paul, thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight podcast. If you're a successful Chief Operations Officer, Human Resource Manager, or someone that runs a successful business that also has a great company culture, and you believe that you have a story to share with the wider community and would like to be a guest on a future podcast, please visit the link below. Or if you can think of anyone who you know would be a brilliant guest on this podcast, tag them in. And as always, feel free to share this far and wide. The further we can get this podcast, the more impact we can have. So don't forget to share this on all social media platforms and help others along the way. Don't forget to tag the DCCS podcast as I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. As we post regularly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss episodes that will possibly help your business ramp up to a whole nother level. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us get recognized and to promote the show. And they mean a lot to my team and I. If you want to know more, go to our website, www.phenomleap.com.au. P-H-E-N-O-M-L-E-A-P.com.au. Or follow me on LinkedIn and feel free to message me there. Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to giving you more tips on next week's episode.